Welcome to the Teach Me Lit podcast. I'm Sophie Tuvey and I love talking about books and helping you to revise for English literature and go deeper in the texts you're studying. North and South by Elizabeth Gaskell, Chapter 5. Decision. In this chapter, Margaret has to break the news to her mother that her father has uh, resigned his post as a minister of the Church of England and they're going to have to move north to an industrial town called Milton in two weeks' time. Um, and it's it's a really poignant chapter because Margaret has to take on this terrible responsibility in breaking such horrible news to her mother. Um, and it really reinforces her father's abdication of responsibility. The chapter begins with um, her dreaming about Henry Lennox again. And in her dream, um, he falls from a tree and dies. And perhaps that is showing the kind of death of Margaret's uh, hopes and dreams at the moment. um, And also the sense of her not being able to reconcile the easy life that she had with her situation that she's in now. It says in the text that um, if it was Mr Hale who was telling his wife, he would have delayed it until half past six. But Margaret was of different stuff. She could not bear the impending weight on her mind all the day long. So she tells her mother the truth somewhat abruptly. Papa is going to leave Halston. He's going to leave the church and live in Milton Northern. Mrs Hale's reaction? He would surely have told me before it came to this. And this is repeated throughout the chapter. Margaret sort of tries to explain away what her father's done by saying, we were so afraid of giving you pain. And in that word, we, you know, she's taking responsibility and implicating herself, although this wasn't her decision. Um, Mrs Hale says, surely he does not mean he thinks differently, that he knows better than the church. Um, And Mrs Hale can't understand why, through grounds of conscience, he wouldn't, sign up again to the 39 articles of the Church of England. She also reinforces um, that she can't believe that he's given up his living all without consulting me. She says, you can't think the smoky air of a manufacturing town, all chimneys and dirt like Milton Northern, would be better than this air which is pure and sweet if it is too soft and relaxing. Fancy living in the middle of factories and factory people. Though, of course, if your father leaves the church, we shall not be admitted into society anywhere. It will be such a disgrace to us. So Mrs Hale has the sort of double concern that obviously Milton Northern is an industrial city, but also the kind of disgrace that will surround them um, because of him leaving his post in the church. Mrs Hale also says, um, these factory people, who on earth wears cotton that can afford linen? Um, and this reflects this new um, movement towards cotton um, that was happening in the 19th century. And Margaret sort of says, well, don't worry, we shall have little enough to do with them. And of course, um, she believes there will be this firm separation, which through the novel, that separation is going to be eroded away more and more. It says throughout the day, Margaret never left her mother. Um, so she stays with her the whole day and tries to help her come to terms with this news. 
Um, And again, her mother only replied coldly he ought to have told her when she tries to again defend her father. And that's the first thing that she says to him when he comes home. Oh, Richard, Richard, you should have told me sooner. Then in tears, Margaret left her as she rushed upstairs to throw herself on her bed and hide her face in the pillows to stifle the hysteric sobs that would force their way at last after the rigid self-control of the whole day. And I think we've got this sense of admiration for Margaret that she's basically held out the whole day. She's been strong for her mother and now she finally shows her true emotions. Then there's a little conflict between Dixon, her mother's servant, and Margaret. Uh, Dixon says uh, he's not done badly after all when it comes to the living in the church which is a bit hypocritical because she's always been complaining about it before Um, and then she says um, that uh, what would poor Sir John have said he never liked your marrying Mr Hale but if he could have known it would have come to this he would have sworn worse oaths than ever if that was possible now of course Margaret's really angry when she says this Um, because to hear her father talked of in this way by a servant to her face is obviously completely unacceptable. So she tells Dixon off, Dixon, you forget to whom you are speaking. I am Mr Hale's daughter. Um, And it says just later on that uh, Dixon liked to feel herself ruled by a powerful and decided nature. And so Margaret proves herself here able to command the servants, able to keep the sense of rank. Now Margaret's clear boundaries with the servant will parallel Thornton's with his workers later. So they're actually very similar characters, Margaret and John Thornton. They're both going to have set boundaries with the people beneath them. Now, the whole situation they find themselves in with literally two weeks to sort out, moving all of their furnishings and their belongings up north, um, it really reveals that Mr Hale didn't have any practical knowledge enough to see that, of course, it would take more than two weeks to actually move. And it says here, Mrs Hale, overpowered by all the troubles and necessities for immediate household decisions that seemed to come upon her at once, became really ill. And so basically, Margaret takes over completely. Mrs Hale goes to bed and Margaret just makes all the decisions instead. She can see that it's absolutely necessary that they leave Halston. But when she asks her father, well, are they going to go straight to Milton? Are they going to go somewhere else first? He answers... My dear, I have really had too much to think about to settle this. Which shows, you know, he hasn't really given any consideration to the practical things that will need to be done. So in the end, he says, do what you think best. Um, And Margaret felt a great weight suddenly thrown upon her shoulders. So she has to start sorting out exactly what's going to happen practically. In the end, she gets the map out and she finds a place near Milton where her mother can sort of do some sea bathing while she sorts out the practicalities. Um, And so that's what they decide. And there's a sense here of that kind of childish distraction of sending Mrs Hale to the seaside while the real work is done. So you need to note the contrast between Margaret and her mother here. Margaret is someone who can make decisions, cope with stress um, and be strong for others. Um, Mrs Hale crumbles under the pressure immediately and Mr Hale isn't much better. Part of the story really is the Bildungsroman of Margaret's coming of age and here we're really starting to see this. She goes from this world of being a child where... 
um, and then a teenager where she was under the care of her aunt and she never had to make any decisions beyond what to wear for dinner. Now she's thrown into this adult world with adult problems and she has to make these decisions on behalf of her parents and their servants and everyone else. And so we're seeing Margaret grow up um, and start to take on adult responsibility and maturity. If you've enjoyed this podcast and found it helpful, please hit subscribe and share it with a friend. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Just search for Teach Me Lit. I'm always open to requests, so if you want me to talk about a text you're studying, get in touch. Thank you for listening. See you next time on the Teach Me Lit podcast.